Welcome to podcast 283 of Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. I'm Matt and on this week's pod, I'm joined once again by Joe Dupe and Mad. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello. I wasn't here last week. Good evening. You were here last week. Who dis? Good evening. Hello. Who dis? On this week's pod, we have a save update from Dupe, who's uh, been having a bit of a hard time recently. And... Also, we have kind of borrowed a bit from Dupe and borrowed a bit from Joe, and we're going to talk about the inevitable end-of-season dip in form and how we would suggest that can be alleviated. But before we get into that, oh, there might be a quiz as well or something. Uh, but Dupe, uh, what's going on at 1860 Munich? It's crumbling, Matthew. It is crumbling. crumbling. I, yeah, I'm a bit concerned. Right, let me just quickly explain what happened in our first season in the Bundesliga. Or second season, sorry, in the Bundesliga. Uh, we fluked fifth place. When I say we fluked fifth place, we could have got fourth. We're only a point behind Wolfsburg in fourth. It went down to the final day. But we also could have quite easily finished 11th. There was about three points in it. So we very much fluke Europa League and it's in the new format now and you play about 78 million games and you still don't really know where you are and it's a bit weird. But so I took that as a positive, you know, we had done really well that season. Um, Not many transfers came in last season. So I thought, well, we won't need to do too much strengthening. We're just going to strengthen in certain positions. Um, And I wanted to strengthen the back line a bit and bring in maybe a winger or two. Some of the highlights that we brought in was um, probably one of my favourite players we brought in was uh, Talis Magno from New York City FC, who A, he's Brazilian, but B, he is a he is a beautiful player. Attributes-wise, he looks the real deal. Um, and I'll leave it like that because you can probably tell where we're going to go with that one in a minute. Um, I also <laughs> picked up a, a chap from Portugal, actually from Italy, but uh, he is Portuguese. Um, Dario, Dario, I'm just going to call him Dario, um, because my names aren't very good. Um, but he is, yeah, he's, he's a very good ball winning midfielder. His his name's actually Daryl. It's actually Daryl, yeah. Yeah, Um, at 21, he doesn't have a physical below 14. Um, his strength is 17. He is just so big, strong, and he is such a good little player. And I'm very excited to kind of, uh, See him and, and like we strengthened that back line up nicely. We brought in um a, a chap called uh, Dari from from Morocco, who again six foot two, our tallest defender we've got, which is ludicrous for me. But I just couldn't find any big meaty men, so we had to go with him. Um, he's six two, he can jump, he can head, and and he's got seventeen bravery, so he put his head anywhere, um, which is nice. Here's one for the old books. We also brought a chap in uh called Rikalme. Not the uh, not the, the Raquel May, but uh, we brought a chap in from, from Brighton who is a Brazilian left-back and he has acceleration of 17, but he has pace of 14. So he kind of runs and then slows right down. It's like he's running on sticky tape or something a bit silly. Um, and then we brought a few more loans in, but nothing really incredible. Like We only spent like 40 million. For us, that's amazing. I wanted to bring Benjamin Sesco in. It's very well known I want to bring uh, Sesco in. And he did not want to know me at all. Did not want to know me. However, throughout the whole, it's currently the 1st of January as we look at it now. For the last six months, I have been going to every single game possible. I've sent scouts to games that I couldn't go to. 
and I've been working on him and working on him and working on him. And guess what, Matthew? He doesn't want to join us. No, he does. I was going to say, he still doesn't care. <laughs> he does want to join us. The problem we is, have now is... Uh, He's blocked your number. Restraining orders. <laughs> <I've, laughs> yeah. I actually have no money left. Um, so we've got to try and get a loan deal in or maybe something to kind of... Or keep him interested until the summer. Because uh, at the moment he's he's financially out of our scope um, in 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 irish he would be saying who the fox disc <laughs> <laughs> is, is, is that, is that irish i think it's irish sounds a bit welsh but okay who the um, fuck is this <laughs> um, <laughs> so yes i've worked my magic with him and he wants to come now we're going to just keep keep tickling him along and hopefully like I said get alone if not we'll get him in in the summer um, saying getting him in the summer like a throwaway comment we potentially might not be in the league next summer so I will kind of just give you a brief overview to where we're at Jurgen Klopp has just taken over Bayern Munich Bayern Munich did not win the league last year yes. RB Leipzig won the league which helps us out they won nothing last year um, but what also doesn't help us out is Bayern Munich spending £400 million <laughs> in the summer transfer window and selling £199 million worth of players. So net spend, you know, if you're a Liverpool fan, that's the way to work it out. Um, and they are on fire. They've lost two games this, this season and they are just, the rest of it, they are just smashing. Average ratings is all Bayern Munich players. Assists, goal, um, goal stats, all Bayern Munich players. It's scary. But let's look at the other side of Munich. Us. We've played 17 games, we've won five, we've drew five, and we've lost seven. We're on 20 points. We're five points ahead of 16th, which is the playoff position, which is a bit scary. Um, start of the season, we started okay. We won two games in the in the Bundesliga, and then we had to wait until the middle of November to win a game uh, in, in Bundesliga. It's just been just... You know when everything, and we're going to touch upon it later, but when everything just stops working, I had a system that's been working okay, going through. It's been it's been a little bit weak at the back, but we've strengthened our players at the back, so I assumed we would be a bit better. Um, but yet we just scored loads and loads of goals, created loads of chances. We're not creating chances, and we're also not stopping goals at the back. It is incredibly frustrating um in that we've played quite a few europa league games and we've we've won them okay like we beat aston villa which i think is quite quite a good win in my opinion um and we're doing quite well in the actual europa league we are eighth in the league stand standing of 36 teams which mean that we would go through to the next round automatic i don't know how it really works but i think we go through to the next round automatically and then the next lot compete but you know we're doing okay there i don't really need to i just need to be competitive um but the problem i've got is i just can't shift this itch we come off stream and uh we were on a good run we we had drawn a game and we had beat um, bush and munch and gladback austria vienna we won in the in the europa league i've just beat her for berlin which i Funny enough, Herfablin are actually really close to us. I beat them 2-1. And then we've just drew to Schalke, just as we were chatting. I went 2-0 up. I didn't change much. I just kind of shored up the defence a little bit, dropped my um, ball-winning midfielder from the CM to the DM, just to shore things up. Then we can see two goals. And they are was, stupid goals. Mistakes for my wingbacks. I was about backs. to ask, 
I was about to ask if you'd done a, you were about to do a curty and pieing the entire pod off with <laughs> what you're about to lead into. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> um, and we just literally conceded two goals, and I'm sat there and I'm thinking, in my opinion, we haven't stopped attacking, and I haven't been super defensive. We've just kind of carried on the way. You know, after 25 minutes, we're we're two 0 up, spot on, and then we just fucking crumbled and we gave it away um so we've gone into the winter break now um we've just played inter and psg because you know that's always a good thing to do in friendlies uh we've got uh, a couple more friendlies now which are just morale boosters um uh, but the problem is i i can't i i don't know which system if we should change system i'm currently playing a 4-2-3-1 it's it's done me the business in the past the problem is is I've bought all the players I want to play in that system. Now, if I drop players, if I drop wingers, for example, go for a diamond or a 4-3-1-2, then my wingers won't be involved. I don't have enough strikers to play that. And I'm just, just getting a bit stressed, to be fair. A bit stressed. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you sound fine. You sound fine. I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. Okay. I'm fine. <laughs> but also, another thing, financially, we're, we're debt-free. Perfect, right? We got great hang on, finance. hang on. This isn't the narrative we're used to. No, we got great what, what finances. What to no money? Hang on, <laughs> hang on. It's coming. Um, and then we we basically we've been selling out our stadium, all right? Throughout the the last three seasons, we've been selling out. So just as we got promoted to the to Bundesliga, I said to them, Ah, why don't we just like do some improvements, building like build one of our stands up so we can kind of accommodate more tickets. Great idea, great idea. Now the fuckers want to build a new stadium and they've taken a massive fucking loan out to do it. <laughs> and we're now waiting to hear more about this new stadium and I can't wait because, you know, it's going to look great in Bundesliga too. <laughs> Dupes. Dupe, the Dupe Arena. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dupe, what's your goal difference? Um, plus eight. No, min- minus eight. So we, uh, yes, minus eight after 17 games. We have scored 20 goals, and that is the seventh worst in the league. There's only 18 teams, okay? But we have conceded 28 goals, which is the fourth worst in the Bundesliga. So, yeah, statistically, we're not in the right kind of... I mean, we got... Yeah. Are they the kind of goals that you... You know, you're looking in the match engine, are you like fucking cursing the center half or the back line or it's the wing backs you think it's the wing backs a lot of the time i see the wing backs right i've bought pacey wing backs good wing backs as well i'll be honest um one i didn't mention earlier we bought um uh what sounds like somewhere that 18 to 6 uh, 18 to 30s holiday goes to is lagos we bought an argentinian <laughs> from tottenham um and you know physically brilliant not a, not a single uh, attribute under under 13 uh, pace brilliant his decision making great concentration good his composure good yet he gets the ball and the bloke just shits himself and he doesn't know what to do with the ball and then they win the ball back they cross it in and they score very similar with Raquel May the other side um, again attributes grand you know composure decision making concentration all this jazz his passing it's actually his weakest attribute is his tackling. But when he's got the ball, he doesn't pick the ball up with his 17 um, acceleration and 16 agility and just leg it up the wing. No, what he does is he goes, oh, oh, 
shit, I should probably do something with this. And then bang, he gets tackled. So maybe you got to look at, I don't know, PIs or something? Like short, short passing or taking less risk or, or something? maybe, know. maybe if Duke can, can hold on, we can talk about fixing his tactic in a podcast at some point. Ooh. I think we will stick a pin in it for now. Unless he fixes it all instantly, in which case, you know. Well, I'm just he's pied go. the idea off. I'm just going to go fucking again. download one at this rate, to be honest. Has your six steps to signing an uninterested player treating you? Perfect. Yeah, um, I read it uh, religiously, um, cover to Where? cover, back to back. Um, it's the one that Joe sent me. Um, the one that Joe wrote. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah i mean simple as everything that you 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 commented on there i did I, top target talked about him every possibly possible occasion in every press i went to every single press conference and they'd mention the fact that oh you were spotted here bang yeah that's why i'm spotted here um going to watch his games that he didn't play getting so that he didn't play <sighs> even yeah man i i had to play on <laughs> this is probably why our form's been low on a Wednesday, we were playing like, I, I can't, I think it was Borussia Dortmund. But on the Tuesday night, I had gone to PSG to go watch him play PSG versus Leipzig. And the fucker don't play. Dude, you know, like, like, I, I speed going to watch Ronaldo and he's just never played. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, man. Are you all right? That's a well relevant uh, I know it's observation. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, he meant R9, Ronaldo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, the amount of times I've sit there and I'm like, okay, he's on the bench. I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to wait because in my mind, he has to come on the pitch before I walk away because then at least it makes it look like I'm here for him. No, nah, he doesn't even fucking get him on. The amount of time I've wasted. RB Leipzig have basically got a season to get out of me. I'm I'm helping the cause, the other team. But yeah, Joe, exactly what you've written, man. Perfect. This guy's gone from not a chance wanting to sign us, just signing a new contract to now desperately wanting to join. So uh, yeah, GG. It does credit work. Where credit is due. You've got to be persistent now. Because like the first, first three or four months, it's like, who the fuck are you? I, am I not did it for four seasons in the in the Northern Boys safe, I think, before I got oh, that guy. You're bringing that back up again. Yeah, yeah. great times. Oh, yeah. Talking of irrelevance, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Matt's um, left. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, my 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 irrelevance was going to be that um, people struggling in teams. Um, our head of blogging has actually done a blog. Oh, uh, Mr. Madden has uh, five clubs that need your help in FM23. So I'm just doing a quick plug before we move into the main topic. So mm. if you haven't already read it, um, the link is in the description of the podcast. Uh, thank you for the update, Dupe. I was going to say, Sorry. can I just what? add, a, Mad, can you do six and just add 1860 to that list, please? <laughs> help Dupe. <send> <laughs> yeah, I might need your help. Hashtag send help for Dupe. Hopefully, after like this that. little conversation, I won't know, will I, Matthew? As we alluded to earlier, the inevitable end-of-season dip in form. Uh, so we've all been there. Things are going somewhat according to plan in your season. Lots of green on the fixture list, and then, bang, March hits, and of course, everything goes belly up. Tactics stop working, strikers stop scoring, key players' injuries, inevitable. Hopefully that all stops here as we band together to discuss how best to combat this inexplicable drop in form and each give some suggestions on how to navigate this crucial and often exasperating part of the season. So I'm going to pick on someone because we've got a few different bits, but um, Joe's been showing off on Twitter and in the Discord. 
and about now. what he's done uh, and now yeah, he's he, yeah dab now. For, for those of you that can't can't actually see what he's doing he, he's he's just dabbing <laughs> i'm giving it the castro dab mate so give everyone a bit of a, a quick potted history of of your season well i stupidly took the job at stoke and you know one of those times where you just instantly regret doing something that was me leaving Salford and then taking over at Stoke. Now, they're in the Premier League. They were bottom. No, what did I say? 19th of November, I think. So I thought, do you know what? It's still time. Turn them around. Their squad, my God, when people say that the AI make ridiculous transfers, well, this Stoke squad was the epitome of that. That You've got bang average Irish players that I didn't even know, haven't even got a player profile picture because they're that shit being paid 120 grand a week. Um, yes. Definitely someone on the on the take for a backhander. Um, there's probably four or five players that are on over 100 grand a week playing for Stoke. Um, it's just a bit of a shit show, really. They, they couldn't buy a win. And I was the same. I, I took them over and within about, a month of game time, I was like, oh my God, I'm actually going to either get relegated or get sacked here because whatever I was doing, I could not get it to turn around. They want you to play direct football, be defensively solid, and they're like, you know, pretty much the Stoke DNA. And you're like, there's no way you can do that when you're trying to just dig out wins. And then I got to a point where I was like, I don't even want to dig out a win, I just want to get points. Like, if I can get a draw in this game, you know, if I can try and get... 10 draws before the end of the season. I might have a chance towards the end of the season. And I thought then I had to kind of shorten that down even more going, right, I now need to just get to the end of December, get through that horrible period of games where it's just like a game every three days, just try and get through it so that I can get to the January window. It wasn't like I had a, a kind of unlimited resources for January, but I thought if I could sell a few players, get a couple of players in to just strengthen the squad up, and I was just getting absolutely battered, and then I'm getting the press in the press conferences. Oh, a, a, a bad result against your next opponent's going to get you sacked, and I'm just like, oh dear, this is not going to end well. Thankfully, I'd saved the Salford, say where it was, so I could go back to because I was actually enjoying that, uh, and I, I really wasn't enjoying the Stoke save, even though it was, you know, it was a challenge. I was trying everything. I was I was trying different tactics. I was trying, you know, playing for more for set pieces. I was just trying so many different things and nothing seemed to work. Um, they've got Dan Byrne. Oh, my God. Possibly the worst centre-half in football manager I've ever seen. Um, so he he didn't I'm get he much game time. Uh, I had to say football manager because in real life, he's he's playing great at the moment. Um, but in football manager, he was just awful. He'd look, I, I was playing like as deep as I could play defensive line and he was still having players run past him. That's how, like, he was terrible. Um, and I'd probably say, kind of getting to January, obviously goals win games. I, I managed to loan Gabby goal from Man United, which made an instant impact. Like, he scored immediately. And I was like, right, got a goal scorer now. They already had Arthur Cabral um, and Tyrese Campbell. Weren't really doing what anything. about the other half? Really? Sorry. <laughs> um, they had James Rodriguez, or Hammers. Um, and I was like, why are they, why have Stoke got him? But to be fair, he actually wasn't bad until he got injured. 
Um, I played him as a Trek Artista for a little while, then played him as an Enganch, um, and he actually came up with some really good games for me. Um, but yeah, it was just trying to sort out the defence, really, and what turned it around was we had, for some reason, I mean, we'd got through January, got some signings done, started picking up a couple of wins, um, and it was looking like every time I won, the teams around us won, so I wasn't losing any ground on the teams ahead of us, but wasn't making up any ground. And then we got to February, we had a few good results, and then for some reason there was, like, in March to April, there was like a four-week break in the season. We're in 2025. And I just literally went Saturday, 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 three friendly games against kind of absolute piss-poor opposition who probably... And, and they, to be fair, those piss-poor opposition still scored against us. Um, but we scored bucket loads of goals, just went for the whole just morale manager, just thought, score loads of goals, just see if we can get the morale up. Um, I think that the dressing room, I'd managed to make the dressing room atmosphere not too bad, but the, the manager morale was kind of bang in the middle. So I was like, right, let's just try and score a load of goals, get some morale back in the team, which we'd done. And then I, I won my next three games after that. So there's definitely something in just trying to plug in a bit of a morale boost in friendly somewhere if you can get that in there because it definitely worked. I I will say the fixture list that I had, it was we played like the tough teams during those tough months and then coming out of those friendlies, I was playing in teams that are in and around us. So it was that was the time to take advantage and managed to just scrape together kind of two or three results, um, get got out of that relegation zone and then eventually kind of finished uh, probably about four points out of the relegation zone. Um, or it might not have was more than that in the end. But definitely the morale-boosting friendlies were the way that I transformed that, that, kind of transformed our form. So you've actually touched on quite a lot of the points sort of that we'll we'll go through. And I think cause it, the reason why I picked on you, Joe, was because like, this was a, a great example of like, a multifaceted way of trying to turn things around. And one of the big things is dynamics. And like, I think that's the biggest tool in anyone's arsenal because a lot of people don't really pay that much attention to it. And there's, a, there's obviously loads of different parts to that. There's team talks, there's press conferences, there's <laughs> actually playing players and making sure they're happy as well um, and playing them together often. So all of those... Tuesday night club as well, parts, Matt. The, yep. the Tuesday night club, team well. bonding. Yeah, no, uh, can I team just say bonding. I'm no longer a fan of this because um, Joel Linton obviously, you know, took the piss on on the Newcastle one on Wednesday. When no, oh, no, 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 no he that's got Monday pissed. night club. He was at. Oh, heard okay. <laughs> yeah. Tuesday night clubs one after Anna Curry, whereas Monday night club is get ruined. I've heard as well that he was out with Jason fucking Tyndall. So, oh, of course it was. Blame, another 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 black mark in Tyndall's book. So yeah, there, there's plenty of ways to to sort of rectify it, as well as having though like just praising players, making them feel like they're worth something. Um, especially that if you have had a real dip in form, it it can be hard to make. I think it it can be a, a downward spiral, as Joe mentioned. Of you you need to sort of take drastic action to stop that nosedive from happening and sometimes it it can be difficult and usually you just need a win i don't think a draw is often enough just to turn things around and if you've had a really tough run of fixtures um 
it, it doesn't matter who you're losing against, you're still losing. And so you still get penalised for it. And as a result, uh, we've mentioned it before, or at least I have, you get little prompts in the dynamic screen that tell you, you get these bonuses for good links with players and everyone being happy. So it shows that you do get a bonus in game for having good morale within a team. Uh, Criticising performance as well. Anything below a 6.4, yes. give them like half a week's wage is fine. Um, don't do it too much because um, when I was criticising Nabil Bentaleb for his training performance, he actually got the ump that I kept criticising him for his crap training performance. Bully. And I was like, well... <laughs> You're giving me you're giving me five and a half here, mate. You're gonna get criticised for training, so if you don't like it, fuck off. See, I I I do that with fining after matches, and I have done for for quite a while now. Um, and I have had a few players moan and think feel like they're being singled out. And if they're if they're moaning that they feel like they're being singled out when they are the worst performers, I don't care. You can fuck off. Uh, and so it's a good way of weeding out players that maybe don't have the right personality anyway. So, I mean, I'm fortunate that I'm still in non-league and I can, some players I can still release without too much financial penalty. But obviously the, the further up the leagues you go, and in your case, Joe, the higher the wages are, it becomes a bit, bit more difficult to just bin players off. Oh, I've um, tried. As, as you wish. I've tried. <laughs> I offered him out for literally I'd pay 100% of his wages and no one wanted him. No, I don't know. So let's um let's switch things up then. Tactics. I th- this is I don't I I'm I'm interested to see what the the vibe in the room is in terms of if you've got a tactic that you feel like like it works, but obviously form isn't great. Are you going to completely shift away from what what you thought at least looks okay, but maybe you're not getting the results? Or do you just say you, you get to, you reach a point where results are just so much against you, you just think, fuck it, we've got to switch it up. And from my personal opinion, if if I get to the point where you start getting the inbox item saying, uh, like the news item from the media that says like fans are questioning your use of X tactic, that's the time when I, I think I need to to switch it up. Maybe if, even if it's just for like a gamifying reason rather than a, I think I need to do it. I feel like that's the prompt the game gives you to suggest what you're doing is not working for you at the moment. It's difficult, isn't it? Because the first thing you do when you start losing some games is go, right, do I need to be a bit more defensive? Do I need to kind of... Uh, my concern anyway is, is I'm going, right, I'm conceding goals. I, I can't lose games if I don't concede goals, right? We're going to go for a, a Michael Owen there. So if I sit back and I defend, okay, we might turn those some of those losses into draws, but then what? My second guessing, I'm going. Well, hang on. What I'm doing there is I'm I'm taking away from my creativity up top because I've I've dropped my ten to be a, you know, to be in as a DM, or I've dropped my ten as a another centre back, and I've gone five at the back. I've gone ridiculous, and it's just like it's a difficult balance, and it really gives you that opportunity to really question yourself, and you can kind of see why managers, IRL, and you know, and when you watch other people switch systems so regularly and it's like the minute you start second guessing yourself is is the minute you've lost and the system got you there somewhere it might just be a minor tweak a player role it might just be a mentality shift but 
I mean, I'm sat here and I'm saying this as I'm looking at my tactics screen before I go into my next game and I'm I'm tinkering and I'm thinking, oh, I should drop this and drop that. But you should stick with what you know. You know that system well. You know that system does work and it will work. It just needs a little bit of a tweak, maybe a personnel change, maybe maybe um, actually up in the tempo. Let's try and skip a pass, for example. I, I, it's just something needs to change, but nothing too heavy. Yeah, I kind of agree. Maybe I wouldn't have said that a few uh, years ago in FM, where I would have tweaked to the extent where you get that little inbox item that says like, Tinkerman, Mad FM loses again. I think it's his tinkering or something. I am the Tinkerman. Tinkerman. Um, but it, it it's probably making the point that you're tweet, you know you're just chopping and changing too often. Um, and it'll say like comes undone or whatever. Um, again, losing a match. More so recently, I'm trying to really stick to the same kind of tactic and and it's kind of going back to what you were saying earlier Dupe like I was having a similar problem with wing backs because I had two players who are like you know all the pace in the world everything I was like these guys would be great as wing backs but I was getting scalded not so much giving the ball away like you were but they were just getting played yeah like balls over the top through balls they were just getting cleaned by the wingers so like I just dropped them back to full back kept them on attack but just dropped them back to full back just so they'd hold the line a bit better they still go forward but they seem to be more in the right place at the right time more often. And then I was having some problems in midfield, not getting any anything out of a DLP, so I switched that role. Just minor tweaks um, and then some PIs, but kept the formation and have kept that all the way throughout. So that familiarity is still really, really high, but you're getting that little bit of variety in it. So I, I think there's a lot to be said there. Now, if I go, like, if I was to get promoted and and it's, you know, hap- it's it's shit straight away, and it's the same tactic I've used before, then I'd be thinking, okay, new league, new tactic needed. But if it's been working and then you're just you're just in a dip, I think the tweak option is better. I think my issue is is I built a system a couple of years ago called the Highlight Killer, which is just my go-to now. If I get if I get any kind of inkling that something's not going right, right, let's let's stop the goals from going in. So I hit the highlight killer and I kind of then start to evaluate and start tweaking that. But then it's almost it's almost bad because what it does is it just papers over the cracks. Yeah, okay, it does work and you we might grind out a result. But it's just like, hang on, all it's doing is it's just I'll start my system, I'll play, we go one nil down or I equalize. I'm like, right, let's shut up shop. I put the highlight killer on. Actually, what I need to do is work out how to make my system that I'm going on with now, day in, day out, a system that's more defensively sound. Whereas, do you get what I'm trying to say? Like, where where I chuck this other system on, I think the the minute that there's any danger, I chuck it on, and and then and then I've basically shot myself in the foot. And I feel that this right now is just a massive realization of that's what I've been doing. I think you get a lot of benefit in-game from being consistent with your tactics. So, uh, and generally, uh, well, at least, it has been for me for the past few seasons of FM, although I have I've kind of done this for years anyway, especially at least since the tactical creator was a thing and we moved away from sliders. I don't really use any other instructions. I keep it really basic. I use them, as, and it's very much the, the school of Cleon, which is... Keep it basic and then use the use the instructions sparingly if you're looking to play a particular brand of football. 
um, and use them uh, to try, try to get you around certain situations you find yourself in game. So like pass into space, for example, you're never going to get any change from using that if you're playing against a team that's playing a, a low block with a really low defensive line because there's no space for you to pass into. Like there, there will be space ahead of the defensive line, but that's not going to get you anywhere. So I, I, the way I, I would use that is if I see a team push up, I will throw that on because I know there's pace to space to exploit if I've got pace. Um, I quite liked how that rhymed. I'll be honest, uh, mm -hmm. but but that's but that's pace the sort of change space I, London. But but yeah, I would. I I've always been like that. Uh, when it comes to tactics, but even even just a switch of mentality, one either one one notch up to slightly more attacking than where you were, or slightly more defensive, can often be enough to make the change you need. Um, I don't know if anyone else still does this, but paying attention to match odds to get a like, and if you're a bit unsure, especially if you're in a new team, like if for example you take over at Christmas. And your team's already in this nosedive of form that you need to try and pull out of. You you don't necessarily know the team that well, so you may be forced into playing a certain formation or what have you because the players that that you've got kind of force your hand in that way. Um, and I've kind of lost where I was going with that, to be honest. So we could just. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Just had an aneurysm, apparently. Um, but anyway, we can we can move on from tactics, and we've kind of covered like discipline and fines, fines anyway. So I think, and in fact, even even training, aside from like community outreach and um, team bonding, is there anything else like any other changes we'd make within training to actually have positive effects on? in-game performance. The only thing I was going to add here, Matt, it's something I, I've done it in the past, but I've, I think I've been doing it a bit more in this save. I, th I feel like there's been more weeks where I've had more space between games, like in the Dutch league, especially in the, the second tier. There doesn't seem to be too many midweek games, so like I've got a full week between games quite often. I've put in a, lot, a good few fitness training sessions here and there, and if there's a game week free, it's kind of mostly fitness with some set pieces around it. I think that's had a little bit of a part to play because in my second season just gone, we got promoted. We, the dip in form I had was kind of January, February. We lost three or four games in two months. Um, and it's usually around February, March, I, you get a you know, key player start to get injured. I don't think I had any real injuries in the kind of last three months of the season. And we had a cracking run, uh, even like the last six games of the season. I think we won five of them and drew the last one. But all of our players were kind of fit and available by and large. With with the exception of a couple of really really minor ones, so I think I think that helped a little bit, just putting in a bit of fitness training here and there. But you got to be careful when you do it because you don't want to knacker out your players. If you have those gaps between games, I think it works. The other thing with training is I have a bit pr pretty much a plug and play schedule for if you're just playing Saturday to Saturday. If you've got a kind of Tuesday Sunday, I've I've got schedules that I just plug and play. And if you see players unhappy with your training or if they're unhappy with their individual training, um, when you're winning, you can kind of tend to ignore it because obviously what you're doing is working. But I was finding at Stoke, if they were unhappy about their individual training, I was just taking it off 
trying to do anything. What I didn't want to do was have anybody be upset and kind of upset the apple cart. So, again, just look out for those news articles to see if they're happy with what you're doing. I think the big one here is friendlies. Now, you were given a weird opportunity to actually have like three friendlies in mid-season when it wasn't a weird World Cup year. I'm just thinking about it. I'm thinking I got knocked out of the FA Cup and the Carabao Cup and I wasn't in Europe. So I don't so I don't know why. Obviously, there's still no Premier League games for, for a month. So I'm not, not 100% sure. But yeah, that just gave us a massive morale boost. But there's nothing to say that you could... Like, especially if you can play midweek exactly like premier league like if you're only getting one game a week anyway you can replace your training match with an actual match instead and then the the other the added benefit of that i guess and this kind of comes back a bit to training is that you can still have all of the match prep stuff to go to for that friendly so and then you can have all of the match review stuff so that will in in itself help especially if you're looking to change your tactic that will all help with familiarity and getting used to things as well as potentially um getting like a double load of um all of the match specific training items that you can only do when you've got match days um obviously that you'll have the added load of a match and then the reduced other training that you might have um which as joe's alluded to might upset the apple cart for some players who like training but equally they're playing um and then the other advantages you might be able to try out some of the players that you're not necessarily convinced are quite ready um or are in a poor run of form and you just play you know get them to smash eight past insert non-league team here and then everyone's happy again one thing i just remembered from the training um I think one of the inbox items I had was like XYZ players unhappy with the technical training. Now I still, I had technical training in my schedules, but what I've done is I changed the coach. So the coach that was assigned to doing technical training, I just swapped him with like the attacking coach or someone else, Mm. whoever else had a, a similar attribute because I normally go through and try and make sure my coaches have got, you know, they've each got a high attribute for whichever part of coaching that they're doing um, and I just swapped them around just to see if it would have a difference in in what was what was happening so I, I don't know if it makes a difference but it was just something I'm kind of going they want more technical coaching we're doing technical training yet they're still unhappy so I thought well let's just try swapping the coach who's responsible for the technical coaching just to see if that made a difference um, and then the friendlies I was thinking the last friendly I played we did have about 10 players away on international duty so I think I probably had a couple of weekends free for maybe cup weekends or some of that, and then the last one was a international, international week. But I still had a load of players. Obviously, when you when you're not a top level Premier League club, not all of your players go on international duty. So it was good to get the squad. Kind of everybody in the squad got a game. No, that is. I think one of the biggest things that we can take away from this entire discussion is that you should be paying attention to what you get in your inbox. The, the, the game is trying to help you when you're struggling. And so not just spamming continue will mean that you're more likely to see those or make sure you get them, have them turned on so you can actually see those notifications when they pop in. Um, I think it makes so much sense that, now what Joe said, Matt, because 
I've got those notifications about players unhappy with like technical training or whatever. And I'm like, but this, I have it set. There's loads of it. But it's probably because I've set myself to be <laughs> responsible for it and the responsibilities. So thanks, Joy. And I just need to get myself out of the training yeah. and I think we'll be good. <laughs> right. I think that that sort of just about wraps things up, which means we've got plenty of time for a quiz. Actually, I've got another point I'd like to make. Uh, <laughs> another six points. It's time for the quiz. I've got a quiz. It's I suppose it's quite football manager related. We promised we'd have more football manager this week, didn't we, on this football manager podcast? So it's we had football manager last week. <laughs> Not mentioned Spurs in a while. Actually, that's we true. haven't yeah. actually. No. Well, I'm probably going to resign as Stoke, so I'll probably end up getting a Spurs gig. <laughs> Take a step down. So what we're going to do, boys, is I have ten questions. Uh, the quiz. The title of the quiz is basically along the lines of who did it best. So I'm going to be asking you to choose uh, between two options uh, as the answer of the question. I'm going to ask each of you for an answer um, and then we'll record and see who gets it right. So I'll be giving you a question and I want you to tell me which of the two options you think is correct. And there's a little bit of a football manager theme involved. So we'll start with question one. Uh, On my sheet, I've written Dupe, then Matt, then Joe. So Dupe, you get to go first. So the first question is, can you tell me which of these two clubs have won the highest number of top-tier domestic league titles? And your two options, lads, are Ajax and Bayern. Which do should Bayern's know. Bayern's 134. I'm going to go with Bayern. Dupe's saying Bayern. Because I know how many they've won. Then I've got Matt. I mean, these lot get, get a bit of an advantage, mm. Ajax, I'm going to go for. Do we? That says Ajax. I reckon there's going to be like one in it. It's going to Joe? be close. Obviously you wouldn't ask the I would say Bayern. Joe's going Bayern. The correct answer is Ajax. 36. 36 league titles. That's a point for Matthew. Well done, yeah, Matthew. Ooh. Question number two. Which of the following two players has a higher attribute for long shots in FM23? So your two options are... Angel Di Maria and Leo Messi. Dupe, go to you first again. Di Maria. Di Maria. Looking for the unlikely one. Matthew. Uh, Messi. Messi. Why not? Joseph. I'll go Di Maria as well. You switched it around, lads. It's a point for Joe and for Dupe. emerging. <laughs> uh, the correct answer is Angel Di Maria with 17 versus Messi's 16. So, Shit, oh, fuck off. Level apiece. <laughs> Matt, you like the next one now. Question number three. Say goodbye, folks. Which of these two players has the most Premier League goals to their name? So the two options are Jermaine Defoe and Robbie Fowler. We'll go the other way around now. We'll go to you first, Joe. Jermaine Defoe. Jermaine Defoe. Matthew. Oh. Oh. I bet this is. I bet this is a really close one as well. I'm going to go Robbie Fowler. Hallelujah. Dupe. I'm. I'm going to go with Jermaine Defoe. 
Jermaine Defoe. It's, 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 it it's the Joe and Dube versus Matt quiz because Matt's the one who's got the point. <laughs> Robbie Fowler had 163 goals versus Jermaine Defoe's 162. Very close. Fuck it up. Next question. So you're just going to go against each other on this one, clearly, lads. Uh, which oh, of these no, two I'm players just... is taller in FM23? Zlatan Ibrahimovic or Olivier Giroud? Fucking hell. Matt, we'll go to you first. The Zlat. Matt says Zlat. Dupe. I'm going to say fucking the other one. The sexy beast, Giroud. Dupe says Giroud. Joseph? Zlatan. Zlatan. I can tell you that Matt and Joe are correct. It is Zlatan Ibrahimovic. The cycle is broken. Six foot five for Zlatan and six foot four for Giroud. No idea what that is in centimetres for our European listeners. There aren't any. But two, two, Freedom two units only, only, sorry. In, in yeah. <laughs> Question five. Which of the following two players has the most international appearances for their nation? Your two options are Luka Modric and Landon Donovan. Joseph, start with you. Modric. Joe says Modric. Dupe. Uh, I'm going to go with the, f- the NFL player. The NFL Donovan. player. <laughs> Landon Donovan. <laughs> Landon Donovan. Matt. I don't actually think that's right. I think it's the other way, actually. Uh, Modric, but... Mm, I think it might be Modric. They're going to be fucking one apart, aren't they, sir? Yeah. Yeah. Not necessarily. Okay. I feel like Landon Donovan had 128 caps. That's what I've got in my head. But So who are you going with, Matt? I'm, I'm going with Modric. Go with Modric. Do you, you stick but... with Landon Donovan? Or are you yes, going with Modric? Yeah. No, no. I, I, I'll, be, I'll be wrong on my own. It's fine. Okay. You are wrong on your own. Uh, Landon Donovan has 155, while Luka Modric has 162 for Croatia. Fuck me. So a point for Matt and Joe. Shit fucking quiz. <laughs> Question number six. Which of the following has the most YouTube subscribers? Lolujo or Work the Space? I, I genuinely have no idea. Go to Matt first. Um, I'll back Jack. You're saying Jack? Okay. It rhymes. Work the Space. Not who you prefer, just who's got the most. That's what you're, if you, that's how you've interpreted it, that's fine. <laughs> oh, no, hang Joe? on, hang on. Can I just ask a question before you yes. go any further? You can. Uh, work the space of my reckoning only has like the one channel. Lelujo has multiple channels. Ah, uh, yeah, but that, that, that is a point. This is Lelujo's football manager channel. Well, it's the football, it's the channel called Lelujo, which I'm pretty sure is his football manager. It's the only one I follow anyway. Sorry, he's actually he's got loads so if you uh, mm. you know football manager Joe yes mate who are you going for Jack world of space okay and dupe uh, yeah Jack I'd only go for Jack three points across the board lads uh, work the space has 182,000 YouTube subscribers Lalujo oh. 152,000 that's a lot of virgins well, isn't it <laughs> 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 we know that we know that work the space, and we know that um, 
Mad's one, as he says he subs, so there you go. I said follow, I didn't say sub. Um, I don't know how YouTube works. Question number seven. I don't know how fucking quizzes work either. True, very true. Which of the following two players has a higher attribute for tackling in Football Manager 2023? Your two options are Virgil van Dijk and Ruben Diaz. Going to go to Matt first. Van Dijk. Van Dijk. Dupe. Yeah, I'm going to go Van Dijk. It's wrong, but it'll be right. Joe. Van Dijk. Surprisingly, lads, you're all unfortunately wrong. Ruben Diaz has 18 tackling in FM23 and Van Dijk has 17. Hacks. Which is quite the surprise. Question number eight. In Football Manager, you ha- uh, on a club screen, the profile screen, you have three types of, let's call them favourite personnel. The top being legend, middle being icon, and then the lower one being favourite personnel. I want to know which of these two players are higher up on the Liverpool list. And your two options are Luis Suarez and Sami Hippie. So who is more, more, let's say, iconic or legendary? I, I quite like this, though, to be fair. Uh, good. In the eyes of Liverpool. And I'm going to start with Joe. Don't care, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start with Matt, who's very excited about it. <laughs> uh, I don't know, recency bias. I'm going to go, oh. Hippie was captain for like 12 years or something Hippie ridiculous. Yeah, but cult hero. But as as Suarez, it, Suarez did nothing. Like he didn't win anything whilst he was there either, did he? At least Hippie won the World Cup in uh, World Cup. I don't know. He persuaded a whole <laughs> team to pretend that he's not racist. That 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 was uh, that was Suarez. Yeah, no, Hippie um, won the Cup Winners' Cup, FA Cup, whilst he was there. Are you Liverpool fan? Um, no. I'm just I, I lived like I was alive in that period, believe it or not. I like football. It's funny how that happens, <laughs> right? Um, I'm gonna go for hip here. Okay. Dupe. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna have to go for hip here. I think Swell was only there for like three years anyway, wasn't he? So And yeah, Joe. He's been robbed if he's if he's just give me zero points, mate. You want zero points. <laughs> this is a very unique approach to a quiz now. Are you are you on strike? Are you protesting the quiz? Yes. I don't like either of those two players, so. Fair point. Okay. Do not. I didn't mind Suarez until he was a little racist. And a fighter. I don't care about it. Everyone's hungry. Why, why do you like Hippie then? What, what did he do, man? <laughs> okay, so I can tell you the correct answer is Sammy Hippie, who is listed as an icon for Liverpool in FM23 versus Suarez, who is listed as favourite personnel. But Hoopier wins that round. Two questions left. Question number nine. In FM23, which of these two clubs has more affiliate clubs listed in FM23? And your two options are Manchester City and Red Bull Salzburg. So Man City or Red Bull Salzburg. I'll go in early and I'll go for City. Hang on, hang on. I was going to ask: Is there a uh, clarification between affiliate clubs? Are we including senior and junior? So it's clubs? who has the most clubs when you go to the club screen and so you go, navigate all of to them, affiliate basically. clubs. All of them on the left, yeah. All of the okay. above, because you yeah. couldn't be asked to work out which were right. You're 100 percent correct. Uh, you went in with. Oh, who wait, did you go in with? Too? City. Sorry, City. Okay, I'm going to go with City. Yeah. 
I was going to go for City as well. Nice yeah, city. I'll, go, I'll, go, I'll go City as well. I'm assuming actually all the Red Bulls would be there though, wouldn't they? Be close. He's gone for both multi-club franchises, isn't he? Yeah. So we're all locked in on Man City? Yeah. Yes. I can tell you, you've all got a point on the board. Man City are indeed the higher one with 16 affiliates listed in FM23 versus Red Bull Salzburg with 14. Not that far off. It's it's all fine. It's all fine. It's all fine. (laughs) And your final question of the quiz. Which of these two players is faster in FM23 based on their pace attribute and your two options are Usman Dembele and Victor Osimhen. And I'm going to start with Matt. Usman. Matt says Usman. Over I'm to you, say Joe. Big Vic. Big Vic says Joe. Dupe. I got about my boy. Usman. <laughs> You're going with Big Vic as well. I can tell you the correct answer is Victor Osiman with 19 pace in FM23 versus Usman Dembele with 18. Yeah, easy. Easy peasy. I can tell you in second place, two players level on six points which is Joe and Dupe, and just one ahead on seven, the winner of the quiz, Matthew. Well oh, I done. I said hippie, I shouldn't have. I'll be honest. You I actually should have, Joe. <laughs> That's cost you. <laughs> <laughs> After last week's quiz, I honestly thought it couldn't get any shitter. You proved me wrong. <laughs> but you didn't listen last week. <laughs> well done. <laughs> did last week, yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well, thank you for that anyway. Well done. Um, if you're still here and listening, um, that does bring the episode <laughs> to a close. Great effort, man. Great effort. Well done. Uh, thank you. Um, I mean, uh, we've lowered it so much. Each of us. Like, we lowered it so much. I'm trying I'm to do the you, outro I, here. I, I'm can you, you stop A talking? Or B. It's 50-50 at this point. Still fucking it up, isn't he? Well, yeah, he is. Thanks, Matt. Anyway, I'll cut that bit out. You can find the links for each of us in the podcast description or by visiting fivestarpotential.com where you can find all our latest football manager content including Mads, five clubs that need your help in FM23 which you might like to read if you are looking for a new save or perhaps you're uh, struggling like we have been. Five Star Potential is available... (laughs) Listen to this, you'll fall right to sleep. Oh dear. (laughs) Ah, Five Star Potential is available on iTunes, Spotify and most other popular podcast apps and platforms with a new podcast released every week thank you all for listening there will be more from us next week say goodbye folks I'm on strike (laughs) yeah so (laughs) 